Grace. I'm Sarah. I'm Shruti. And we're the Bookos. In this week's episode, we are going to discuss our June group read, which was The Charm Offensive by Allison Cochran. But before we get into that, we are going to talk about what we've read. It's been a while since we recorded, so some of us may have a lot. Some of us may not. I wonder who that will be. I guess we'll find out. Um, Sarah, what have you read? Um, I, for once, am one of those who has read a dec- a lot, a lot for me, not by like Shruti standards, but I've read um, five books, well, finished four in the middle of a fifth since we last recorded. Um, I guess I'll talk about, I'll start with like, my least favorite ones. So <laughs> this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I read um, Every Summer After by Carly Fortune. And I started that in physical format the same time I started the audiobook of The Summer I Turned Pretty by Jenny Han. And that was a mistake. Those two books are basically the same. They're um, both of them. I'll, I'll give a plot summary for the plot that applies to both of them. It's about a girl who grows up going to a beach house with her family friend and their family friend in one book, they stay in the same house. And in the other book, they live in the house next door. Either way, same thing. And the family friend has two boys, an older one and a younger one. And she ends up in like a love triangle with like the older brother and the younger brother. And that's and, they, and it's like every summer she, there's flashbacks to like every summer she's had growing up with them. Um, every summer after does take place at some points in her adulthood. So it takes place with her as an adult and it flashes back to her teen years with the two boys and like the sort of love triangle. Um, but the summer I turn pretty is just all YA. So it all takes place as teenagers. Um, but yeah, they're basically the same book. I had the same feelings about both of them, essentially. The the love triangle ends up differently in each one of them. And there's like a twist in Every Summer After that I did not love. Um, I rated both of them three stars. Um, Every Summer After, I've heard people raving about on like book talk, book Twitter, everywhere for the past couple, ever since it came out. I think it came out in like May. So I was really excited for it. But it was just so... I don't know. It wasn't bad or anything. Like if it sounds interesting to you, then definitely pick it up. But I really don't like love triangles where the, with the two, where it's two brothers that the love interest can't choose between. And I feel like I should have not picked this one up knowing that because I knew that about myself, but I was like, Oh, maybe it'll be okay. Um, But I really, I didn't like that aspect of it. it. And nothing about the story really like spoke to me like people were talking about this book like it was like life-changing I don't know maybe it spoke to other people more than me but it was just kind of like I don't know I didn't love the relationship didn't really have any feelings about the main character it didn't really I don't know didn't really do anything for me summer I turned pretty um I think I I don't know I actively avoided this one when I was a teenager because of I knew I didn't like love triangles between two brothers and it also has the trope where like the love interest. It's like the early 2000, not early 2000s, like 2010s love interest in YA where it's like the moody, broody guy. And like the, the girl's like so obsessed with him and he gives her like crumbs and she's so obsessed with him. And he's just like mean to her, like 90% of the time. Granted in the end, you find out he did like have a reason for that, but it still didn't really do anything for me when I was reading the book. I was like, okay, both of these brothers are just like 
assholes. I don't like either of them. Like I, I was actively rooting for her to end up with neither of them throughout this book. Um, so yeah, um, both of them, I gave three stars. Neither of them were bad. Both of them were mediocre in my opinion. Um, and I also, wa I did watch the TV show adaptation of the summer I turned pretty, which is why I picked up the book. I wanted to watch it cause it looked fun. There were Taylor Swift songs in it. I was like, why not? Um, and the TV show I think was a little bit better, still not my favorite, still didn't love it. It had a little bit more to it than the book did, I think, but still not my favorite, but I finished it. It was all right. It had, it had a good soundtrack. I'll say that and a good <laughs> cast. So that's pretty cool. Um, and they also made one, they changed one of the brothers. Um, they made him bisexual in the show, which I really liked too. Um, so it was really cool that they did that. But other than that, um, I didn't really, nothing really great to say about um, either the book or the show. Um, the other, the, another book I read is The 57 Bus by, shoot, sorry, I didn't look up the author. Another book I read was The 57 Bus by Dashka Slater. Um, this is a nonfiction book that I picked up for work. Um, it's basically like a an account, a true crime account of a hate crime that occurred in California in 2013. Um, I'm not really a, like a nonfiction person this kind of way, like an inf I don't really read like informational nonfiction, but the way it was written was really cool. It was, it was very informational. Um, I think I gave this one four stars. I don't really have a lot to say about it. I read it for a book club for work and uh, that's, that's about it. The book that I read that I'm super excited about that I absolutely loved is The Summer of Broken Rules by K.L. Walther. Um, I picked this one up definitely on a whim. It was kind of out of nowhere. I was just looking for another book to read on my Kindle and I came across it and I downloaded the sample of it just to see if I would like it. And it was like the first two chapters and I was like immediately, yes. Um, it's about this girl who, who has been going to Martha's Vineyard, her family, it's like, first of all, they're like rich as fuck. They had how they own like an entire estate on Martha's Vineyard. And um, they have been going every summer, but two summers ago, her older sister passes away. So they stop going because it's like not the same without her. But then her cousin, this year, her cousin is getting married and she's having her wedding on Martha's Vineyard and like her family's like estate or whatever. So they have everyone come up. I don't know how the fuck this works. Everyone in this book must be rich as fuck with like unlimited PTO or whatever. So they all come up for like an entire week before the wedding to stay on like the family estate. And um, the cousin decides that she's going to hold a game of assassin between all of the wedding guests, like the bridal party, her family and everything in honor of the main character's sister who passed away a couple years ago because she loved playing assassin. Um, and it ends up being turning into like obviously this huge thing between um, everyone at the wedding and the family and everything. And it was just a lot of fun. It felt like it, it's kind of like a crossover between like YA and like romance novel type of thing. I don't really know what genre it's technically classified as, but the main character is, um, about to go to college. And I loved the romance. She meets, ends up meeting up with one of the groomsmen and they connect and it's just really good. It was so much fun. Um, if you're in the mood for like a really summery type of like books that'll get you in the mood to go to the beach and just enjoy summer, which is absolutely what I was looking for with this book. Um, I highly recommend it. I definitely recommend it over every summer after, which is what people are talking about now is like the ultimate summer book. I say the summer of broken rules is, um, I really love this one. I think I gave it four or five stars. I just had so much fun reading it. 
Um, I actually really loved the romance too, which sometimes I read romance novels and I care more about like the main character and her life and the other things she has going on than the romance, which is not always ideal. But this one, I cared about both aspects of it. I loved the family dynamics, all the different characters that were at play. Um, It was a really fun time. And there were a bunch of Taylor Swift references. So if you like Taylor Swift, maybe you'll like this book too. I actually said it was like based on Taylor That's Swift what I was going to ask. I was going to ask if it was that book because I yeah. think I saw it because you were reading it on Goodreads and like on Goodreads it's like for Taylor Swift fans. And I was like, That's yeah, it. it says, as I'm not seeing it in the description right now, but it says like she was inspired by Taylor Swift to write it or something, which sure, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't really know what song I was, as I was reading, I was trying to figure out what song. I don't really know, but sure. It, it was great. I loved it. So I'll take it. Um, and finally, the most recent book that I picked up is See You Yesterday by Rachel Lynn Solomon. She is the author of two of her previous, yeah, we did Weather Girls a group read, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. she's the author of two of her previous re- group reads, um, Weather Girl and The X Talk. I love The X Talk, like, liked Weather Girl, um, and I was very, I've been excited for See You Yesterday since I found out about it. It's about a girl on her first day of college and she gets stuck in a time loop and she finds out that there's a guy also on his first day of college who's also stuck in a time loop end up meeting up and they're just kind of working together try to figure out why they're in this time loop what's going on and um, how they can get back to their lives Um, I'm really liking see you yesterday so far it sucked me in from the beginning Um, I'm like 40 percent in and it's a little bit slow at this point but it wasn't I don't know I'm hoping it'll pick back up again Um, because I really love the main character. She has a really great voice. And um, I definitely like laughed out loud at some of the dialogue. It's very witty. Um, It's very well written. Um, Having a really great time with it. It's another kind of crossover between YA and like, I don't even, I don't want to say it's a romance. I don't really think it's like romance, but it's like YA kind of straddling the line between YA and adult. Um, And it's really fun so far. So yeah, that's my speed recap. Um, I think I'm I'm in my reading era, as I've, as mm-hmm. I've said, I've read, this is my fifth book of the month. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with that. I've read, I read five books in May and I'm on my fifth book of June, which I'm, I'm hoping to finish this one by the end of June. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, Shruti, what have you been reading? Um, so unlike Sarah, I have not been reading at all. I have brainworms. So I think or like right after we recorded last time, I read two Brill Harper books um, from her Love and Brazen Bay. I'm not even going to talk about them because they're pretty bad. One of them I gave two stars. The other one I gave three stars. Like they were short. They were nonsense. Um, and then afterwards, I finished To Mary Into Metal by Martha Waters, which is the third book in her Regency Vows series. Um, and this book I really, really loved. I gave it five stars. Um, Martha Waters is like the soul sister to Sarah Hogel in that they both have like that chaotic romantic energy down in their books. Um, and then in this one, basically the uh, main characters agree to a marriage of convenience. It's Regency. Um, basically she wants to get married because she had like her father's debts have had this guy set on her and like, but he's creepy and she does, she wants to get away from him. And he wants to marry a lady so that he seems more respectable for his, because he owns a theater. So he wants to seem more respectable. So they get married. It's very much friends to lovers vibes where like they get along, they're friendly. Um, but they're both like, this is just an arrangement. We're not going to fall in love. And, you know, naturally they do. Um, it's very fun. They have like this whole group of friends that are also chaotic and they meet across a couple of the books. 
Um, and I don't know, I just really, really loved this one. I gave it five stars. I really liked how they both had like their own internal struggles and character development they had to deal with, but like being together helped make them better people. Um, just like a good romance novel. So I gave this one five stars. Um, definitely recommend the entire series if you want just fun uh, Regency romance. And I feel like it has a very like modern feel to it while still being Regency. So I do, one of my favorite Regency authors, I think, um, is Martha Waters. So definitely recommend. Um, and that's it. That's all I read. I'm happy for you. You know what? You're taking a break. You're giving some time for the rest of us to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say the rest break of us on, on your level. Yeah, I wouldn't letting say the worms in, letting, giving the worms yeah. in your brain. Yeah. I had <laughs> all of these plans to read at the beach last week. Um, I was going to reread uh, People We Met on Vacation and Romancing Mr. Bridgerton. I did bring both hard, co- like both physical copies with me. Neither of those got read, um, mainly because I was still reading The Charm Offensive, which we will play a game later of how far did I get in Charm Offensive, but we'll do it later. not finish it? We'll have to play a game later about how far I got in The Charm Offensive. Oh my Lord. All right. Meanwhile, Grace, what have you read? Okay, so what did I what did I read? That's the question that I need to answer. Um, I had to pull up Goodreads because it's been so long since we've talked that I don't completely remember. But I did not read as much as Sarah did. I don't know if I read more than Shrewd. I guess we'll find out. But number one, I reread The Charm Offensive which we are talking about here today. Number two, I read She Drives Me Crazy by Kelly Quinblett. And I listened to this on audiobook at the beginning of the month, I guess. Um, and I fucking loved it. It was so good. I gave it 4.5 stars. It is a young adult novel about this girl and her name. <laughs> um, she has a weird name. She plays basketball her high school and there's this girl scotty scotty is her name and then there's this other girl named irene who is the cheerleader for their high school and they don't get along for reasons and the scotty hits irene's car as she's backing out of the parking lot and so their parents make them carpool for a little while because irene's car has to get fixed and um during this time like people start noticing that they're hanging out and Scotty kind of gets a little more popular because of that because she's hanging out with the cheerleader and that is beneficial to her because she has this ex-girlfriend who she wants to make jealous so she's like you know what would be even better is if we pretended to date and so they pretend to date publicly it's the whole thing was the reasons for them fake dating realistic no but I did not care. It was so fun. I had such a good time. Um, enemies to lovers, fake dating, excellence. Um, the character development was very good. Irene was an icon. I was obsessed with her. She was my favorite. I wish I had been kind of dual POV, honestly, because I liked her so much. But it was only from Scotty's point of view. But you know, we can't win them all. Um, really 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 good so if you i know pride month is just about over by the time this episode comes out but if you want to read a good pride month book in the last few days i would pick this one because it was very splendid and wonderful i loved it so i read that and then i also read radio silence by alice oseman it has been my to be read list for 300 years and i finally read it 
And it is Alice Oseman wrote the Heartstopper graphic novel. So that's partly why I was like, you know, maybe I should finally read this. It is about um, a girl, a girl named Frances. She's really obsessed with like this podcast, which um, I've never listened to Welcome to Night Vale. But if I had to guess, the podcast is basically based on Welcome to Night Vale. It is, yeah. Um, she's obsessed with this podcast. And the guy who runs or the person who runs the podcast, no one knows who they are or what their like real name is. They just go under this alias called Radio, which is the title. And she finds out that this guy she goes to school with is actually the guy who runs the podcast. And so they start becoming really good friends. And then they um, start working on the podcast together. And then a bunch of other stuff happens. It was a really good like contemporary novel. I really liked it, I gave it four stars. I think the thing I liked the most about it is that um, they're just friends the whole time. Like it's a guy and a girl and like halfway through the book, not even halfway, but like early on in the book, like Francis is like, you probably think we're gonna fall in love because he's a guy and I'm a girl, but we don't. And I was like, good for you. And they had a very strong friendship. It was really cool to see. And I liked it very much. Um, and there was some good LGBT representation as well. There was also a lot of like, really gifted, kid burnout people would probably really like this book because that's kind of the plot of it I was never a gifted kid so I couldn't relate to that part but other people might like it um that's how I felt when I was reading it too I was like cool not me but okay I was dumb um but it was good and I liked that book very much as well and those are the only three books that I finished actually so I guess Trudy technically has me beat maybe but I am in the middle of two other books. One of them is actually People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry because I am rereading it for my book club that I do at work. I am forcing the people in my book club to read this um, and getting paid to read it myself, which is fun. Uh, hopefully they like it. It would be really embarrassing for me if not because this is really one of my favorite books. I'm having a great time with it once again. I think I have like 100 pages left. I've been reading it slowly like at work. And I've been highlighting some of it because, you know, we got highlighters there. I'm like, man, this is a good line, so I'm highlighting it. And this is just a good book. I forgot how much I liked. Well, no, that's not true. But it's like I like it even more. Like, it's just good. And I also feel like Alex is the perfect man. Like, he's just good. He's got the English major vibes. He has the cat named Flannery O'Connor. Like, there's nothing about him that I don't like. And that's probably part of why I like the book so much. But anyway, having a fun time with that. And then the last book I am here to talk about is The Resting Place by Camilla Stinn. And she wrote The Lost Village, which I talked about uh, like January, maybe. So if you remember that, good. If not, you know, go back to January and listen to that episode. But this is her newest book, and it is about a girl who has face blindness so she cannot recognize people's faces like she can't distinguish people from each other um and her grandma was killed and she actually like walks in on the scene of the crime like as the killer is leaving but because she has face blindness she she doesn't know who the killer is and so now she lives every day like knowing that the killer could be like anyone she meets like he could be the person sitting next to her on the train so she's like obviously super traumatized but then her grandma leaves her this house that she didn't know existed 
And so she, her boyfriend, the lawyer who's taking care of the financial stuff, and her aunt are all at this house. It's kind of snowy. They didn't know this house. She's never been to this house before. There's like a groundskeeper that they can't find who should have shown up by now. So some weird vibes are going on, some creepy little vibes. It is a horror novel. Um, it's kind of slow so far. I'm only like halfway through, but I do think I'm just now getting to like the part where it picks up. So I will report back and see how the second half goes. But it is a really good concept, I will say. So I'm excited to see what the rest entails. And that is all I've read. That book sounds crazy. Sounds good, though. It does, like, have the right horror vibes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Before we get into it, I did did read The Charm Offensive. I read it back in, like, February, I think. Um, So I didn't reread it for this episode, but I think I remember it pretty well. Um, I might forget, like, every single character's name, so I apologize (laughs) in advance. But I remember, like, the plot and everything that happens and, like, random specific scenes. So I just, I didn't really want to reread it because I just read it like four months ago and I felt like that'd be kind of um, annoying. So I, but I think I remember it pretty well. So even though I did not mention it in my um, books I read, I have read it. So. (laughs) So now that we have finished talking about what we've read, it is now time to move into the topic of the episode, which is the Charm Offensive, which was our group read for June we did a fun little like March Madness style bracket thing for Pride Month and so it like went against about like eight it was like eight books total and this was what everyone voted for this was the winner so that is what we read and so we will probably do as per usual our spoiler free generic thoughts on the book and then we will delve into our spoilerish thoughts a little later so that you have time to get like a synopsis of the book and general thoughts before you find out everything that happens in the book and everyone's it for you. Um, Sarah and I have already read this book. Trudy was supposed to read it. We will find out if she did or not um, momentarily. But first, what are our general thoughts on this book? Um, so I love this book. Uh, Grace have been, I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, Grace has been talking about this book for a while. So I picked it up back in like February. Um, I had such a fun little time reading it. I loved all the characters. It was such a good like cast of characters and all of their friendships were so great. And then of course the core romance I loved. Um, I love the setting on like the, the bachelor type of show and the different like antics that came along with that. Um, I just, yeah, I just had a great time reading this. I I absolutely loved it. I also liked it. Um, I would put it in the four-ish star range, probably. Um, I really like the characters. Um, I especially loved that we got an Indian man. That's always fun for me. So I loved um, both the main characters. I did love their romance. That was really cute. And like Sarah mentioned, I loved the backdrop of the whole Bachelor vibe set kind of situation going on. I loved all the women that they mentioned and how they were all interacting with the plot and all that stuff. Um, I would say my biggest complaint is that there's no chapters and it's by like weeks. So that makes it really hard to like break up. And when you have to stop a million times because you're doing other things, it's very hard to like pick it back up because you're not at a good stopping place. And that might be one of the reasons why I, it, I think it's been three weeks since I started this book, which is like the longest I've ever read a book. So 
Um, that's one of the reasons why it's taking so long. But yeah, and overall, I really liked it. Um, yeah. How far did you get, though? Let's find out. Oh, I thought we were going to actually play a game. I know. I mean, we can play, we can like, play a I game. Thought, like, it was going to be like, we were going to get no, a let's play, let's play a game. So starting at the 50% mark, what's an event that happened 50% of the way through? Okay, how about this? I know what the percentage is now. Here's what just happened. Um, so, chart. Well, so this is a spoiler though, so I can't tell you. We'll go to the spoiler section. Well, and we'll okay, find out. okay. We'll find out in the spoiler section. You'll find yeah. out in the spoiler section. Yeah. But yeah, so far I I liked it. Um, I did not finish. Is the the the, the non spoiler? I guess is that I didn't finish the book because my brain can't read. Um, but I did like what I have read so far. That's good. Um, as Sarah mentioned, I've mentioned this book many times before on the podcast it is probably one of my favorite books it was definitely my favorite book that I read last year which is when it came out and like Sarah said I love the setting I love the shenanigans I love all the little minor characters and like the squad I also really like how like everyone gets involved sort of like even Ryan who is Dev's ex. I thought that was kind of fun this time around. Like when I knew everything that was going on, I was like, this is fun that he's like chilling with everybody, even though they're ex. Um, I also think that this book was tailored for me specifically because, because I love The Bachelor a lot, but also I very much enjoy characters who use humor to cope, but then also characters who like seem intimidating but actually they just have mental illness I think those are really two good um character tropes and that's what we got that's the two character tropes in this book and um romance is great I think the secret relationship aspect is kind of fun as well because it also gives a lot of like denial feelings which is a fun trope as well and yeah it's a good book 10 out of 10 what can I say I think actually, so I really like the secret relationship, like you mentioned. Um, I do think the denial of feelings part is getting old for me. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's taking so long again. Um, but I, again, I'm liking it. It's just that, that I think that's one of the, that was one of my like things I didn't like was the, it feels slightly repetitive where I'm at and I'm hoping it, things will change. Okay, fair enough. I get that. I think, I mean, I understand, I definitely understand why you don't like that. I think I, I like it more when they deny their feelings like longer, like the longer it takes to get there. I like it more. However, if you like it more after they admit their feelings, then I understand why that would be more annoying. Yeah. Like I love a good slow burn and I love good denial of feelings with the yearning and like the, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. I don't, I don't know. There was something I think it was just that, I don't know. I don't, I really cannot tell you what is, what was not hitting for this with the, cause I, again, I love mutual planning, all of that. So I don't know. I think um, I also love a slow burn and I will tolerate whatever I need to, to prolong the slow burn, even if it's frustrating. So the denial of feelings was fine with me too. Mm, I disagree. And that might be what it is. I think the thrill is, there's a, um, I don't know if this is an actual quote by Agatha Christie, but she does say this in um, the Doctor Who episode that she shows up in in season four of the show. And she says that the thrill is in the chase and not the capture. And I, I feel that way. I feel that way. She was onto something. Oh, I highly disagree, but I understand. 
I understand where you're coming from, but I completely disagree. And I think that's in, probably what the problem is. In terms of real life, I disagree. But in terms no, of books, no, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I get I get yeah. what you say. I get what you say. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just I don't I like my fiction. I I think this is what I've learned with my romances. I like it when they get together a little bit earlier than the end of the book because I like to see them as a couple and have issues and have to deal with them as a couple. And I think those are my favorite romances. Um, and I think that's that's where this was fine. Like, I like it. I will read it. And it was good. But it won't be, like, one of my favorites because of that, I think. That's what, what it was. Um, one thing I really, really did love and I wanted to mention um, was um, Charlie, I believe, he doesn't ever say this explicitly, but um, it's pretty obvious he's, like, demisexual um, at the very yeah. least. Um, like, he's definitely on the ace spectrum because he talks about how, like, he's never really felt that sexual attraction for anyone until he really got to know Deb and Deb really got to know him. Um, and I really, really loved that and how it was handled and written and all of that. So. Me too. Yeah, that was a really good um, addition to his character in the story, I think. And it was, mm-hmm. it was just really well fleshed out and developed. I also think it's fun because, like, going into it, you know, he's not interested in any of the women, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you're like, because he's gay like at the beginning you're like yeah because you're gay and then like he is i guess spoiler alert for trudy he figures things out towards the way trudy um right. towards the end. um but there's more than that which you're not expecting at first because you you think you right. know what you're going into but you kind of don't right yeah for sure i also um love how they handled deb's depression and mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. that was written and how it was both portrayed and then also how it was like put into a romance and how showing a healthy romance and how it deals with it and how a not healthy relationship would deal with it. And I enjoy that very much. Yes. Also another trope I enjoy, it's kind of niche, but it's like one character is like very obviously fucked up, but the other character is also fucked up. You just don't know. So like mm. a cat and Dez kind of dynamic. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And then Charlie and Dev have that as well. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think Dev's depression was just really, it felt very real and well-written mm-hmm. and it wasn't, I like that she showed that it's not always pretty. It's not all, it's not just, you know, the way it's shown on, shown in media sometimes. It's kind of romanticized a little bit, but she made it feel very like, it felt very realistic and real. Yeah, I love like a fun character who's like always there for other people and who is always like the sunny person. Mm-hmm. like having those dark moments and then needing someone else to like hold yeah. help them like yeah. the one who always takes the burden like needs help with the burden I love I love those yeah. characters so yeah I do too so what were our spoiler filled thoughts of, about the book and I guess we should start by figuring out what part Trudy left off on oh yeah so what happened Trudy at the last part you read so the last part I read um Charlie had just done his overnight surprise overnight date with Daphne and they both were like sitting on the bed crying about how they're not actually sexually attracted to each other and they couldn't fall like they would like to fall in love with each other but they didn't so you're kind of towards the end I'm two-thirds of the way through yeah wait a minute I was gonna guess no I'm sorry (laughs) I had a number in my head what was that number in your head 72 percent probably higher I'm trying to remember what all happens after that. 82. I thought you had the percentage. I do. I haven't told you the percentage yet. I'm oh, waiting to okay. see what Grace says. Oh, oh, my percentage. My percentage. Sarah, what was your percentage? I said 72, but I'm revising it to 79. 
Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to be controversial and say 69. Ooh, I wish um, I had read like two more pages because then you would be right. I'm on 67%. That's it. I thought that was closer to the end. Uh, Granted, I did read this longer ago than Grace, so. Well, I don't know if there's like anything in the back of the book. So like there might be something else there's that's like making acknowledgments. it. I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't. So then, yeah, I'm two thirds of the way through. Fair enough. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, and I'm assuming things in the end, obviously, are going to happen. Um, I, I did have one question, one spoiler question then for you both, which I guess I can find out by reading it myself, but I'm going to ask anyway. Um, is a, there a like third act conflict where they've kind of like confessed to each other that they're like like each other and they've gotten to a place that is like semi okay but then something else happens and so they have to like break up momentarily and then come back together yeah yeah but the thing is like the whole time they're like i mean there's they don't feel like they have any other option yeah they're kind of put into a corner and also it's like it's not like they necessarily i don't they don't really like it's I don't know it's not like a fight thing and it's kind no, of like, it's not like anything happens it's yeah. just like they reach the end of the show yeah right okay so then that's not so then that's very interesting so maybe this is my theory so this is my like okay greater romance novel theory um I think the typical romance novel was written where they get they have like you know something happens there's a meet cute at the beginning about 50 percent of the way through there is some sort of encounter where they're like moving progressing there relationship more into a romantic space if they've not or sexual space whatever the type of book is and then by like two-thirds of the way through they've at least gotten to the point where they both agree that they're like really into each other and they've like gotten to like a calm before the storm spot then 80 percent of the way through you have your third act breakup where they break up and then they get back together at the end confess you love each other whatever whatever right that's like the typical romance novel one what i feel like is especially nowadays, some of the things are happening, this is still a basic structure, but then that third act breakup maybe sometimes isn't happening. And it's like, it's not really a breakup. It's like they had a, com- like they have an argument or then they have a conversation and they fix it or something like that. Kind of thinking of like um, Twice Shy kind of did this where there was like the breakings of a third act breakup, but then they just had a conversation and they got over it, which was still lovely. I feel like some slow burn books, and I think this is one of them, they, because there's so much conflict, they don't, there's still, there's obviously progression in the relationship. Um, but they never have that calm before the storm moment where they're like, oh, we are secure in this relationship as it is. Um, and then they have like an internal reason why breaking up. Well, in this Sorry, book- no, no, usually there's like an internal reason why they're breaking up like a miscommunication or something like that versus this one of my prediction, if I think I know what is going to happen, there's going to be some external reason why they need to like be separated or break up or whatever before they get there's, back together. There's a bit of both, but I will say, I would argue the external is the bigger reason. Yeah. Yes. That's what I feel like with most slow burns where there's not really like that, like they've gotten together and then they have to like do a conflict. It's usually something external, I feel like, that's like keeping them apart for like that bit longer. Yeah. And I feel like in this book and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm not getting what you're saying, but like some of the other books, in, in some of the other books, like the ones you're talking about, where it kind of like slowly builds up and there's not that point where they feel secure in their relationship because of their circumstances. Like mm-hmm. in this circumstances, they were not going to feel secure until right. like after, you know, they were done with the show and everything. So there was really no opportunity for them to really like feel secure in their, in their relationship. Before, right. And that was like a plot like, thing. They got to yeah. the point at yeah. the end. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Yeah. And I feel like there, I, I do kind of like that though. And cause I've read, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm sure I've read other books where it's like that, mm-hmm. where their circumstances are kind of keeping them apart. And I feel like this is more common in like fantasy novels yes, and stuff, not really yes, in like contemporary. Exactly. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. The I think, right. Yeah. Exactly. Cause I think there's like their circumstances keeping them apart and they might like start a relationship, but it's not super like balanced or super secure yet. And then once they overcome that last obstacle at the end, in, like you kind of said, in place of like a third act breakup, they mm-hmm. kind of overcome that last obstacle. And maybe my problem is I've been reading so much Regency recently. So that's why this book wasn't working. Yeah, going from anyway. Regency to um, The Bachelor. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. That's a Although. big leap. <laughs> Although. I feel like there is a Regency romance inspired by the Rome of the Bachelor. There was a reality, yeah, the courtship. It was on NBC. I think it got like canceled after like No, I was gonna say there's a Regency romance novel based on The Bachelor that that could exist. Like I could see something like Like the selection, but where it's actually like royal in Regency. Yeah. Yes. No cameras, obviously. Yeah. It's not like a show, (laughs) but they're all just competing. Yeah. For like the same. Yeah. I could see that. Right. You could and you could pitch it. Oh, I'm right. I'm writing. This one's free, listeners. This one's free. You could pitch it as like Bridgerton meets The Bachelor, and perhaps like the publicity aspect is like a Lady Whistledown esque person mm, who's like interesting. Oh. The writing and to the, the, a reporter, a reporter, and, or okay. Lady Whistledown is one of the girls or one of the Ooh. contestants, and you don't know which one. The main character is like, who the fuck is this bitch? And there's like forty other, not like forty, but like you know, like twenty <laughs> other girls that she's competing against. Oh, Ooh. Someone just, if one of, thinking, if one of y'all listening thinking. doesn't write this, I'm sure right. you could also write Shruti, this. Yeah, Shruti, there you go. Bridgerton <laughs> AU. We'll, we'll see. I can barely, I can barely read things now. So let's, let's see. Uh, anyway, what were our favorite parts of the book? <laughs> oh, I was going to talk about that scene where um, the, the care, like the, where he has his favorite singer come. Yeah, the concert. Did you get that far? Yeah, the concert. No, I don't that think sounds familiar. That yes, no, I do. Oh, did you? Think okay. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And he gets his favorite singer to come. That was so good. I feel like Shirley would be like, "Yeah, the concert." Mm-hmm, the concert. Yeah, the concert. I don't know. I mean, maybe she hasn't gone there yet. I feel like she hasn't. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> That's my favorite part too. Probably. I That's, also like. Yeah. I also like when they kiss for the first time. That's a good scene. Mm-hmm. That was a good scene. And when um, they when they meet for the first time when Deb (laughs) (laughs) that whole scene where they're like in the car Mm -hmm. I was that's what like really that really sold me on the book like that was a good like first Mm -hmm. encounter to introduce you to the book I was I was dying that was good I really liked um when Deb was having his bout of depression and Charlie was like curling up in bed and like wouldn't leave and that whole like internal process of being like oh he's like always worried someone people are gonna like leave him and not stay and so like he stayed I like I liked that yeah even though he was hurt yeah right I like that too I also really like the ending sequence and I don't I want her to get there herself because what I like about this book is that like you really are like how are they gonna make this work because not only like is the show supposed to be him falling for one of the girls but like even if they dated even if they went against that like first of all that would be a PR nightmare Dev would lose his job um second of all like they couldn't have a real relationship like it would have to be secret because like he would have to pretend to date some girl and so dev would just be like 
hiding in his closet at his house. Like he wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to see, be seen in public together. So the whole time, it's, the stakes are very high. They oh, are. Can I give you my prediction of what, yes, what's going go to happen? Ahead. You want your prediction. Yes, go so ahead. This is like a t- okay, so this is like my, every single time I read a Bachelor inspired story, I'm like, this is what the ending should be. And sometimes it happens this way, sometimes it does not. Um, my theory is that secretly while they were filming the entire time, they were actually also chronicling Dev and Charlie getting together the entire time. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, and like when, when they actually see the show, that's actually going to be like, oh, they were actually the, the people who got together. And then like at the reunion or whatever, they'll get together. That's my theory. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. I know this is a spoiler <laughs> section, but Shree's not getting any spoilers out of us. I mean, if you want, I can like walk away for a minute and then no. you can all like talk well, about all you're your gonna edit the episode. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is true. <laughs> um, no, but I agree with Grace. The ending was such a good payoff. Like the like Shree, like you were saying before, Shree, is get mm-hmm. it is get it. I can't talk. It does get a little bit repetitive in like the middle and it's very slow build, slow burn. So when the, by the time you get to the end, it's such a good like payoff from going through all of that mm-hmm. with them because you're just so many, they have so many obstacles, so many reasons why it shouldn't work out for them. And then when it does, it's just so satisfying. It was, it was a very good ending. That's good. Not like I'm spoil. glad it sticks yeah. to you. Ending. Spoiler yeah. alert, it has a happy ending, but like, Spoiler oh. alert. I mean, yeah. it's not a romance if it doesn't have a happy ending. Right. So. <laughs> Another part I liked, which I know Shruti hasn't gotten to, um, actually I have two things to say. They're not related to each other, but um, I'll be vague about one of them because I also think that's kind of a reveal. But I liked, there's like a conversation that Charlie has with, she's not the person who created the bad ever after not the bachelor but whatever but she's the she's like everyone's boss what's maureen. her name huh maureen no not her the other one she's underneath maureen is it dev's friend jules no. is dev's friend yeah it's dev's boss she's like the production design i don't know what her title is i don't know any of their names go ahead go Let's ahead keep going anyway, yeah, fine. she's going. talking to like charlie and like Charlie doesn't know and they think that no one they think that no one knows about them but um she's talking to Charlie and like she's like kind of like I, I know um but she's like talking about how like he's like talking about how he feels confused and like vaguely hinting at it and she's talking about how like she and her partner like like how she's asexual and like she's like sexual and all that stuff and it's kind of like a reveal that you weren't expecting and it's just like casually woven in there and I thought it was very nice and I very liked it very much it was good it was very nice this book had a lot of great lgbt representation i thought mm-hmm. so too mm-hmm. and yeah like other- i really liked how both sorry i really liked how both charlie and deb's uh friends were like very much like we're we're doing our thing i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. you should good for you I you should yeah mm-hmm. and i also liked how like toxic the show was and how you slowly learn about that over time. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah, that definitely reminded me of like Unreal in that sense of like not the show Unreal, um, mm-hmm. which Everyone. starred the which starred the actress who played Liz on uh, Roswell. Um, yeah, I've never watched it though. Sorry, it's fine. Also had um, what's his face, uh, Freddie Stroma was also in it. Um, yeah, I know Grace. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how you've never seen the show before. Um, I don't know if it streams anymore. Anyway, 
th- that like that show also did it well like they showed like you know the produ- like production like manipulating what was going on and like all of that stuff so I thought the show did a good job of like emulating that yeah overall I just like loved the vibes of this book like it was just even during like the the parts where it was like getting a little stressful for the characters it was just still so very like I don't want to say it was fun during like the stressful and sad parts, but I still was like, I still very drawn into reading it. I just, I had such a great time reading this book. And I was, I I was like on the edge of my seat. I always wanted to know what was going to happen next, how it was going to end up for them, because I had a feeling like it's a romance novel. They were probably going to end up together. But like Grace said, they just, there were just so many things that you get to the point. You're like, how is this going to, going to work? And it was just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just the vibes of this book were so good. Same. I agree. And just their, their friend, I like the little friend group that formed too. Mm-hmm. It was just so like, it was so great. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of good, wholesome vibes and all of that. So I appreciated that. Even when it wasn't very wholesome, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her next book is Alison Cochran's next book is, um, called Kiss Her Once for Me. It comes out, I guess, sometime in this fall or winter. It's a Christmassy book. Mm. And it's about a girl who fake dates, I think her coworker, who's a dude, um, and goes home with him for the holidays. But then she gets a crush on his sister. That sounds great. And both she and Sarah Hogle have holiday books coming out mm-hmm. holidays we're set this year like we are you know saying we're looking for holiday books we are set this year we have we are our booked and are stacked mm-hmm. yes we're booked and busy thank you sarah hogel yeah. and allison cochran yes i don't so, think i have anything else i don't think so either everyone read the charm offensive yes go read right it. now and send us your thoughts grace <laughs> yeah shruti send us your thoughts Send Don't worry, I'll text you all the thoughts when I'm right about my predictions yeah. of the ending. No, write an email to the podcast. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind too. It'll just the email will be my screenshots of our text messages. But that's there funny. we go. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. Um, we are changing things up. We are not going to do a group read next month. You're all free and off the hook. You can read what you want in July. Um, but you can still talk to us about uh, The Charm Offensive and any other books that we discussed this episode or any other episodes or even books we haven't discussed and you just want to rant about them. You can do that to us on Twitter and our Twitter is at the bookhost. Or on Instagram, which is at bookhostpod. Or you can send us an email at bookhostpod at gmail.com. But you should definitely leave a rating or write a review and then share the podcast with all of your friends. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. They voted for this book and they didn't send us any emails. I know. I know. Those in little their bitches. De- in their defense, I promoted like maybe once. I've been slacking a little bit. That's okay. okay. I literally never post on bit. Instagram. <laughs>
we're all slacking it's fine we're all we're slacking in this together we're in our slacking era it's okay yeah my goal exactly. is to get this exactly. i don't get through it the goal is to get this out this week before july <laughs> before july that is before a july. priority yeah that's all it's gonna Friday. happen i can't tell you when before july before. july's in like three days though <laughs> Shh. i understand i realize this it will happen <laughs> it'll happen you got this yeah. i believe in you <laughs>